Hello, hello, and welcome back, everybody. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Hot Takes and Protein Shakes podcast. I am your host, Tony Capobianco, and I have had an amazing week. I can't wait to tell you guys all about it. My One of my best friends in the whole wide world, Miguel Perez, he came down here from New Jersey. Uh, he and I, we go back, starting comedy up in Boston eight years ago. And this was the first time we've seen each other in three years. And like we're, we both live in div- different parts of the country now. He lives up there in New Jersey, New York area. I moved down here in Nashville. And we've just been pursuing our comedy dreams, getting into adventures, and so on and so forth. So this was a long-way interview for me and a long-way conversation so we get into a lot, and I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. Before we get into that, I also want to send a special shout out to everybody who's been listening. We've only been two episodes in, and the response has been unbelievable. I mean, shout out to everybody in the good old US of A for listening in. Also, shout out to Canada, the Czech Republic, Germany, Ethiopia, and India. Just to name a few places. Who else we got? Jordan, Kenya, Nigeria, Saudi Arabia. South Africa, Cambodia, oh my God, we are, wow, I am very, very, just both impressed and humbled and thankful for everybody all around the world who's been listening to this, I can't wait to pump out even more content, more interviews for you guys, so yeah, so expect a lot more, I mean, baby, we're just getting started, I mean, can't wait to get the ball rolling on this, I'm really, really excited, got some big plans, so more on that later. I also want to remind everybody on a few upcoming comedy dates pretty soon. Um, in September, we're just a few weeks away from September. I've got a few shows coming up. On the 16th, I will be at the Callback Show down in Huntsville, Alabama at 8 p.m. On the 21st, I will be holding my monthly Up Down show at Up Down Nashville. I believe this might be the last one of the year. Because usually when October rolls around, it gets a little chilly. And because it's an outdoor show, yeah, you can put the pieces together. Uh, Don't any, like, you know, frozen nipples and comedy don't really usually meld well. I mean, like, you know, if you laugh hard enough, that might warm them up a little bit. But, you know, with all things considered with how people, you know, handle the cold. I mean, some of us are built to handle it than others. So we'll be taking a break for the winter. And we'll be coming back again in the springtime of 2023. So if you have not been to an up-down show, definitely bring your asses over here. This is going to be a killer show. we got a lot of great comics on this one. And you do not want to miss it. Also, on September 23rd, I will be headlining the Athens Ale House in Athens, Alabama. I will be well, be a few headlining shows for the year. And this is going to be fantastic. I got a lot of great comics. Uh, both from Nashville and Alabama. So I got a lot of good, uh, talented people, and I will be headlining. So very excited about that. You can get uh, tickets and more on that online. I'll be posting uh, flyers for that on my Instagram, at Tony Tell Joke, as well as Twitter, at Tony Tell Joke, in case you haven't followed me. Also, on the 24th, once again, in case you haven't heard me on the last couple episodes, uh, this is one well, of my favorite ones that we'll be doing this year. We'll be performing at Fort Campbell in Kentucky for the troops up there at the Fort Campbell Army Base. So I am super stoked for that. I mean, I got a lot of great comics from here. We got like, you know, Marcus Jones, or we got Seth Kays, Mariana Boxdale, 
lot of great people on this show. And also, this is a little more of the more recent ones. This is going to be very, very exciting. On October 29th, so a couple months from now, I will be performing at Undead Fest. Yes, yes. Undead Fest, which will be at um, in Shelbyville, Tennessee. This is going to be a comedy, rock, and metal festival. And that just throws all my loves into one. I mean... I'm going to be surrounded. Usually I'm the only guy on a lineup that doesn't wear um, body odor. So looks like I won't be the only one deprived of deodorant. So I'll be able to mix in well. But yeah, that's going to be an amazing show. A lot of great comics, a lot of great bands as well. I mean, this is Nashville, Tennessee. This is Music City of of pretty much the world. I was going to say the USA, but hell, this is, this is that's going to be amazing. So... Definitely check that out when it rolls around on October 29th. And lastly, before we move on, I want to let you guys know about Redcon 1. So I am a huge gym rat, in case you didn't know. And yeah, I've been uh, working out at Redcon 1. I use a lot of their products and they are fantastic. And I want to be able to treat you guys to the same benefits. So I have a promo code for you where you can save 20% off your order. If you go to redcon1.com, Punch in your order and use the promo code T20 Tony Tell Jokes. Yeah, I'm using my handle as my promo code. So that is T20 Tony Tell Jokes. And you'll be able to save 20% off your order. That includes protein, pre workouts, fat burners. I know a lot of my comedian friends have been asking me advice on how to get in shape. And they would just want to lose a few pounds. They want the abs. They want. You know, that beach body in the winter. So, yeah, def- definitely worth investing in. They got a lot of great products, top of the line. So you got your fat burners. You got great Redcon 1 apparel, everything from shorts, T-shirts, tank tops, the whole nine yards. And there's also a very underrated product, which I greatly appreciate, called Fade Out. So if you guys have ever have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep like I have, I just, you know, use a... Scoop a fade out with with some water before I go to bed, and I am out. And just I have just very well rested sleep. Sleep is very underrated. The older you get, I'm only 34 years old, but I needed this. <laughs> so I needed to have a good night's sleep. So once again, that code is T20 Tony Tell Jokes on Redcon1.com. So a lot of great stuff there. Anyway, now, like I was saying earlier, this episode is all about my one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Miguel Perez. He is an amazing uh, stand-up comedian, originally from Mexico, moved up to the south of Boston, and he and I, we just, we've been tight ever since we started, and he is without doubt one of my best friends in the world. We've been doing comedy for so long. He's so talented. I mean, he's probably one of the most underrated comics I ever grew up with and I'm not saying that just because we're friends I really mean that because he's legitimately talented and he's been just making it crushing up there in the New York New Jersey area he came down here to visit just say hello and I will say he I definitely I definitely feel like Nashville left left a mark on him because I have never seen him so I guess happy and revived and just refreshed 
because as this comedy game, as fun as it is, it is also very stressful and you can like, you know, you're pulling your hair out just to pursue your dream. And coming down here, it really, it really woke up something in him. Uh, it, it definitely, definitely saw a side to him I've never seen. And usually he's like, you know, he kind of puts up like, you know, tough exterior and like, you know, he like busts balls and all that. I've never seen him be genuinely vulnerable up front. And it was a sight to see. And it was, it, it was just great to see him. I mean, we've been... We haven't physically seen each other for three years. I mean, with COVID and both of us just moving in different parts of the country and just being together again just brought back memories of when we were younger and doing all those mics in the middle of nowhere. And it was it, it was just so glad to see him. So I, wa- I want you guys to listen to this. It was, it was just as meaningful for me, and I'm sure you guys will get some great uh tidbits out of this as well so i'll just stop talking and let's just get into the show all right miguel reunited after what three years and it feels so good yes it does mm-hmm. I, I remember like you know i'm sure were you as surprised as i was to see each other with man buns yes and no yes and no yes and no yeah i mean i, I mean i felt you know I felt I've worn mine long enough to be feel confident when I saw you with yours. I'm like, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, either a, you're cramping my style, or b, mm-hmm. oh he, oh he, he, he drank the Kool Aid. Well, I already took your name on Instagram once. Oh, you did by accident, yeah. What, what do you mean you took my name? It was uh, like you know how you have Tony tell jokes, uh huh, or Tony tell joke. Mine was Miguel tells jokes. Oh, oh, for like so, oh, a so you, while. Oh, you kind of replicated my uh, mm-hmm, username. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. Th- was that on purpose or was no? That- I just did it. I was like, I need to be different. Miguel Perez comedy. It's just, it's, it's not. It doesn't do. It's just very generic. It's not really on brand for you. And I don't remember who told me they're like, oh yeah, that's Tony's thing. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? It is. It is. So. Yeah, I thought this would be the second thing that I copy from you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, I mean, without know, copying it from you, with without intent. Hopefully, I can copy your healthy lifestyle. I was gonna say. I mean, I think that's, that's about next. The, I think that's about the extent of like where yeah. the uh, where the the Venn diagram crosses. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, man bun, um, username on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I think that's really it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you saw you saw the way you know how I live and yeah. how I've been eating. I like it. Yeah, I it's mean, very very attractive. I love the way that you eat. Do you? Yes, six meals a day, and then you have like your like it's portions. Yes, you have, you have portions. It's not like you're just stuffing your face. You have portions, and and you stay, um, you keep. Well, I should just say you maintain a full belly throughout the entire day. Yes, and no. I mean, yeah, because I mean that's the whole point of the six meals. But, it's, but you know, when we ha- after I had we had lunch earlier, I'm like, I can't wait for my next meal. Yeah, because that is pretty much all that's on my when I'm not working out and I'm eating. That's all that's on my mind. And that was two hours ago. Yes, or three. But then you ate an hour ago. Yep, then I had an hour ago, and then I'm gonna have a, my pre-workout shake pretty soon, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna go work out. Then I'm gonna have my post, and then I'm gonna have my. See, final dude, meal 
that I mean, what's not to like? I like it. Yeah. I watched you eat and I watch uh, everything that you did, how you make your eggs, your fish, your chicken, how do you cook your uh, asparagus and everything. I I'm going to do it. I texted my wife and I was like, this is what we're doing. Did you already take a picture of my fridge? I did. Oh, you did? I already sent it to her. <laughs> yeah. I, you think I'm kidding? I really did. Wow. I show her how you buy your eggs and it's, you know, because like we usually just buy like 12 mm-hmm. and like that's it. You know, that's good for us. And, and then the rest of the week is like halal or Mexican food or like Italian food or we'll get some pizzas. So it's just a fuck. It's chaos. And this way, the way that you do it, it's going to be a lot better for our wallet because like you said, it's only like six ingredients, six things that you actually cook mm-hmm. and, and it's not like a huge variety. So I think we're, we're going to follow the diet and maybe in a month I'll come back and be like, bro, this shit worked, and here I am. Fuck yeah, yeah, I, I can, yeah. I want to see like a little, your little transformation. Product. Do a lot. It can go a long way in like a, in a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. because I mean, you'll definitely notice changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, your body will react one way. It'll be yeah. like, hey, wh- why, why isn't there any Chinese food in me right now? Chi- we eat Chinese food too. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember last time I had Chinese food. That's Oof. that's I guess one of the drawbacks. I mean, yeah, you, you mean you you feel great, your body, you know, you look great, you're in perfect health, but you do miss mm-hmm. a lot of the vices. Like cheat meals, I mean, I I lucky if I get one like maybe every 3 weeks or mm-hmm. um, every 4 or even a month, but when you do, oh my god, it feels so good. I bet. I uh, bet. See, oh. that's that's what I would like to do. I would like to get fit i would like to drop realistically within the next year 20 pounds nice right and then after i drop that weight i want to celebrate by eating chinese food uh, general south chicken because yes. i just got into it and it's the shit and the way that they make it around my house is just fucking delicious so i imagine myself celebrating by eating that dude that that's that that's what makes those meals just so all the more worth it because once you like you know hold off and like you know deprive yourself of those things and you just have basic you know i wouldn't say basic i mean i throw hot sauce on my eggs and you know my egg whites have my little cup of blueberries but blueberries too yes yeah yep so that's just like my typical morning breakfast but like you know fast forward to the day where i get to have my cheat meal i already know it's um well, we're in Nashville, so you can easily get a Freshman 15 around here. Nice. But there is this restaurant here. I re- we didn't have a chance to go, but uh, Jack Brown Burgers, mm-hmm. which is unbe-fucking-leavable. Okay. Because the last time I went there with Yasser, who I interviewed on the first episode, um, they have a thing called the Elvis, mm-hmm. which is just a, a nice burger. homemade, you know, greasy burger. But that, they have that doesn't fit on the bun. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's stuff spilling out. And it's like, oh. <laughs> but like, there's like. They serve it in but a they, toilet. But they put. <laughs> well, it's going to make it there at some point. <laughs> but on the Elvis, they put peanut butter on it and, jala- and jalapeno jelly. Yes, it, it sounds that way. What's so gross, dude? You say that. Peanut butter should not have to be mixed with, with meat. That's a fucking you sin. You say that. I thought the same way, too. But like, you know what? I'll, I'll give it a try. God, no. Yeah, oh that's that's God. as far as being polyamorous as I'll be. <laughs> yeah, we just finished doing your podcast on the, um, what was the name of that show? Seeking Sister Wife. Seeking Sister. So, yeah, that's like my version of a sister wife. 
Oh, yeah, not not even close. Peanut butter and a fucking burger. But it's still, a crime. I mean, there's that... that place should be shut down. Oh, oh no, it should be no, it should be the exact opposite. That should you think be, they should that, open that more pla- locations? That, that should be oh yeah, there should be a place of worship. Okay. <laughs> we're in that we're in the Bible Belt. I don't see why not. God but yeah, but they no. do that and jalapeno jelly. I've never even heard of that because it's not a thing. No, it is. It, it's not. Well, they, well, when they no, it is. They put they they guess they make it jalapeno jelly. So on the Elvis, so therefore they call it Elvis on acid. They should call it a day because that's fucking gross. Dude. <laughs> well, I, but like no, that's just one example. They have oh, another thing God. called the Greg Brady where they put their homemade mac and cheese mm-hmm. on a burger. How do you feel? Okay, that's not bad. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because like that's. A food. It's like hot food. Yes. Yeah. And there's a, one of their specials called the Brockton. No relation to Brockton, Massachusetts, which we're both familiar with. Mm-hmm. But maybe it does because on the Brockton, they replaced the the patties. No, not the patties. The uh, the buns mm-hmm. with um, Krispy Kreme donuts. Okay. That's a fucking crime right there. <laughs> now that becomes a crime. That's the fat. Dude, I'm fat. And I think that's the fattest thing that you could possibly do put a burger in between two donuts oh you come on you know somebody else thought that high before a restaurant did no i think that was just somebody fat that was like i need to just do fat things and yes. this is what i came up with yeah and no and i'm not fat shaming i'm just saying whoever created that was definitely over 400 pounds <laughs> and was like clearly buns are not fucking uh, sweet enough exactly i need to add real sweetness so it's gonna get to the point that he's gonna be like hey have you tried or sugar bones uh, sugar buns and it's just literally what it is what it sounds like it's just buns made out of just sugar yes yeah which well, is just like dude no it'll be between like four patties with like you know seven types of cheese all melted down that, and... no those people need to be arrested oh. We'll call it the arm tingler. God, no. They should just call it the you're going to lose a foot by the end of the week. Or that. God damn it, dude. But that's what a cheat day will feel like. Like once you, dude, when you eat, like, you know, healthy for that amount, for extended, I've been doing this since March. Mm -hmm. And once you eat. How much weight have you dropped? I've dropped about 30 pounds. Jesus. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. You look great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not done yet. Good. Yeah, good, the good. goal the goal is to get down to 190. I'm at huge. What's your waist? What's your waistline? I right think now? I'm 34, like 34, 35. No, I think 36? I'm like a 32. Wow. Okay, so you're trying to get to what a 28? No, no. I mean, physically, I don't think my waist can get any smaller. It's okay. just like just trimming the fat elsewhere mm-hmm. and building up the muscle. So the goal is to get down to 190. Mm-hmm. That's what my, my trainer and I agreed upon. So once I reach that point, then I think I'll be competition ready. Oh my god, dude! So you went from uh, one thirty-four, one uh, two forty, two forty, two forty yeah. to two twelve. Wow, that's yep. crazy! In about see, yeah, since that's... March. So yeah, it's August now. So that's a, that's a, I mean, so to five me, months to me. That's a crazy amount of discipline. Dude, I will say, I mean, like you know. When it, well, coming down here, I mean, you, I mean, you've had the food here. You can easily yeah. get a freshman to fifteen. Oh my god! I by gain default, weight. I gain weight. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I, you know, I have to do this the right way. 
So thankfully, there was a real legit silverback knuckle dragger gym here in town. Which you love, yeah. Which I love. I regret those, not going. Those now. are my kind of people. Hey, you can come back next time. That's you know, true. You can show up looking like Eddie Guerrero or something. I yeah. yeah. Just grow the hair a little bit more. I'm gonna get a moment. Coming all like all wet and greasy. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And um and yeah, I mean those I mean you'll see people bigger than me just like strutting around like a bunch of human clouds. Yeah, I imagine it's just like an open space, like there's not even doors. Like it's just like a big warehouse. Yes. Actually yes it is. <laughs> I mean there might be an occasional door here or there, but it is usually one gigantic room. Right, right. That's right. all with just different sections throughout the entire room. God damn, yeah. I oof. Yeah, nobody is there saying, oh, you're beautiful. Oh, you're perfect just the way you are. Like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, but yeah, so that's that's part of the plan. And yeah, ho- hopefully I'll be able to um, compete one day, hopefully soon. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm really, re- really, really proud of that. And uh, since being here in Nashville, you also had the chance to check out the comedy scene here. Yeah. Which, after coming from the New York scene, yeah, you know, for what I'm sure, completely different. I wouldn't say completely different, but noticeably different. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think of like the talent pool and like I, you picked up a few like uh, similar joke patterns down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Nashville scene, comedy scene. Uh, has been very welcoming, very nice. They all have been very funny. I feel like, of course, you get your exceptions like any other scene. And uh, honestly, I want to come back because it was well worth it. Uh, Most of the people that I met through you were incredibly nice. They went out of their way to help me be on other shows mm-hmm. and uh and yeah everybody was just fucking funny yeah funny yeah. it's a small scene but it's very funny and you guys have a lot going on for a small scene this is more than i could say for boston like the boston scene the mics suck the people are terrible and uh and there is not that many opportunities unless you're either white or you kiss somebody's ass but over here, everybody seemed to be kind of like on the same page, helping each other out and just being nice to, you know, people that come from out of town. And uh, like you said, like when somebody makes their debut at the big club, everybody shows up like that's fucking nice. Yeah. You know, like yeah. when somebody when when I remember when like I went to Nick's for the first time, nobody was like, hey, it's his first time. Let's go. It was like, oh, f- how, how did he get there? Yeah. Instead yeah, of, you know, being like, hey, let's support him. It's, you know, it's a very noticeable, like, attitude between, you know, regionally. Because up northeast, we're all bitter. We're all salty. Mm-hmm. We're all, like, you know, well, just we all do the whole, like, lone wolf solo act. Mm-hmm. Then when I came down here, I mean, yeah, I was the same way when I first moved here. I was like, why is everybody so goddamn helpful and inviting? and Yeah. They're like, you know, you're supporting each other. Like, they're giving each other tags. What is this? Yeah, it's a, it's a very nice. <laughs> like scene. You have each other's backs. I don't, it's like, what's the, what? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's funny? We kind of made our own clique outside of Boston. We did. It was basically all the people that just weren't allowed or weren't booked in Boston because of, you know, whatever the fucking, uh, um, 
gatekeepers decisions were like all of those people went outside of the city and that's how we all met because like we would meet in like bridgewater or like you know uh, uh chelsea or like new bedford or fucking quincy or you know weymouth like all these other towns outside of boston and that like we all kind of created our own little crew but it wasn't as clicky it was more like hey man you are just out here uh, yeah. like when you should be in Boston, like, good for you. And it was like, hey, you're welcome. Yeah, we're all all the like, outcasts just kind of found each other. In a other. way, yeah. And you know, in a way, I'm actually kind of glad it ha- went that way. Me too. Yeah, because like you got to take into account, like if you're like, yeah, if you're like in that circle, if you're at mm-hmm. the quote unquote cool kids table, yeah, then yeah, sure, you'll get your guaranteed spots. Yeah, of course. But you don't get the grind. You or don't. They, or a lot of them don't. Some do. Some still appreciate the grind because they've been there before. Mm-hmm. But some, they just get too comfortable. Mm-hmm. And when you get too comfortable, your craft suffers for it. You get stagnant. Whereas where if you're out here on like, you know, in the Badlands with the rest of us outcasts, mm-hmm. you know, we're like, you know, we're hustling. We're grinding away. Yeah. We're, we will drive. I remember I drove from like from Boston to like somewhere in like northern Vermont. Gosh. For like yeah. 10, 15 minutes. For a 10, 15 minute spot. And wow. Yeah. And, I, and it was like, you know, approaching what? Like Canada at that point. And Jesus. Was it worth it? Sort of, I guess. It I was. Mean, yeah. I mean, I like, I think I remember I gave myself, I don't even remember the name of the place, but I gave myself like a, like a B hmm. for my set. But yeah. even still, all I would go that far away for a B. Yeah. I drove to uh, Elizabeth, New Jersey when I was living in Boston and uh, I had to leave early because I had another show the next day uh, in New Hampshire at like noon. So as soon as I got done with the show, I had to drive six hours back. I got home at like, because it was also like a snowstorm, right? So I got stuck in my six hour drive turned into a nine hour drive because I was behind the plows, which I was lucky enough because I was driving a Civic. So it would have been fucking, I would have been dead probably if I was in front of those plows. So uh, so I was behind them and I obviously had to like, you know, fucking go at 20 miles per hour on the highway. And then uh, I got home at like 3, 4 in the morning, slept for a little bit. Then Fitzgerald came to pick me up and he drove us to New Hampshire. Mm. But that's, it. was it worth it? Yes, it was worth it. Because, you know, that was that was a weekend for me. Yeah. You know, and I made more money than the average Boston comic made by doing one spot at the comedy studio. Yeah. yeah, Or, you know, like featuring doing five shows for like a hundred bucks at the other clubs. That's the other good thing about about. And I got to do more time. Yeah, that's actually there's actually a few good things about that, because when you're in the grind, Yes, nothing is guaranteed. You got to get everything yourself. But when you do, you open yourself up for more opportunities to earn money. Mm-hmm. You open up your more opportunities to, to do more time. Yeah. Like since I got down here, dude, I started headlining. I mean, I'm like, well, I'm eight years in and I'm like, for, you know, for goddamn time. I know I have the material to go the distance, but it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it was just all sitting there. And when I finally did it, I'm like, 
oh, that felt so good. Yeah. You know, finally just be up there for like, you know, that amount of time. I've been aching to get this much stage time for so long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I just stayed in Boston, it would have just, I just would have been hoarding material for no reason. For no reason. For no all. reason. What? Just to say it at a mic for a month? Yeah. Yeah. Then it will ultimately lead nowhere. Mm, pretty much. Yeah. So, again, my... Well, our experiences were different. They didn't go the way we wanted them. And I'm glad that they didn't. And I'm sure you are too. Exactly. I mean, like, you know, I think I think we both have maybe like a love-hate lo- relationship with Boston. because they- I No, I fucking hate them. <laughs> I hate them. I hate every single person in Boston. I do. Uh, I mean. I don't love it at all. Okay. All right. Well, we hate the same things. We do. I do love, I mean, I loved it because. You know, it was where we cut our teeth. It was where we learned the, you know, the, no. the well, is where we learned the realities of what life that and is comedy true. is. That is true. It's not, you know, the fantasy like we thought it was going to be after watching all these comedy specials on, or like, you know, well, or, or we went to, when we went to New York to go to the comedy cellar, you it, know. It definitely, it taught me how to be bitter. Bitter is no good. No better. Bitter. Bitter is good. Yeah. I became very bitter. Saltiness is good. But, Lots of saltiness. But too much can ruin the meal. I say that is probably heroin to a comic. Once you get a taste of it and it feels good, talking shit about somebody else or somebody that is doing better than you, and you find people that do the same thing, you continue to do it until you find yourself in like a shithole open mic talking shit about this people, talking about them, talking about what they're doing, and then you're just going, what, what, how did it get to this? I yes. was doing my own shit, and now I'm so <laughs> fucking focused on these people that now I'm, I'm, I'm at the bottom again, you know? So, yeah, so I'm glad I left because I, I, I definitely fell on that. Yeah. Definitely fell into that. And then uh, I finally, you know, I, I moved out and i moved from it and i dude it is so much better now it is you know i I pretty much said you know what everybody's on their own path everybody moves at different speed if you get there you get there uh you have your own goals you achieve those goals because your goals are different than people if for some reason you can help them out help them out don't hold any fucking grudges just move on. I'm still holding grudges, but I'm still working on it. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, um, one thing I learned was a lot of it was letting go of things. Mm-hmm. Like some things, they didn't go the way I wanted, and I can feel salty about it all I want. It doesn't mm-hmm. change the fact that it went down the way it did, or they didn't go down the way I wanted them to. And there was nothing I can change about that. So I'm like, you know what? Rather than just hold on to that grudge, I mean, I'll let it go. I mean... I, that doesn't mean I forget. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I won't forget about what so and so said to me or what so and so, you know, did. But that doesn't mean you know. I it just means that I moved on, mm-hmm. and I'm not letting this drag me down anymore. Yeah. And you can't you can't be shackled by those sort of things. No, 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 no. But that but that that's what you gotta like you know remember your goals and remember what you're doing, what you're um, what what the end game is actually you know what you know what we can use is uh remember all that bitterness we were talking about Mm -hmm. use that when you decide to start working out again because whenever because you ran you ran Mm. what two miles the other day i did 
So Back whenever you feel, yeah. yeah. So whenever, yeah. So whenever you feel like you're getting fatigued or you get feel like you're you're getting a little tired, just tap back into that bitterness. Mm-hmm. It's like you motherfuckers! Ah! Yeah, no, they did me dirty, dude. They yeah. really did. They never gave me the chances that I thought I deserved. Uh, I was, uh, I think I, I was doing way better back then. I had more, uh, more, more uh, energy. Okay. And I was more. I was. I feel like I was funnier on stage before. Like I'm funnier now, but like I feel like I was funnier in terms of like I had more energy and mm. I was more in your face. But I guess that goes away once you move out of there because you don't have to fight like people. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. It's not. It's not like a like it's a mosh pit. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. 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 Like once you move out, you explore a new scene, mm-hmm. realize how things are much different, and you know it. it you know, it just just changes up the uh, the playbook. Yeah. So now, when it comes to scenes like that, right? And sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh. Like, for example, if somebody from Boston makes it to New York and they seem to be like, oh, I don't know where to go or what to do, I will go out of my way to help them. Because I'm like, you know what? You were adventurous enough to get the fuck out of that stupid city and that stupid scene to to learn someone else's scene. So let me help you as much as I, I, as I possibly can. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've gone as far as to say to people, like, hey, if you need, you know, a place to, to stay, like, we have a couch that you can stay in for a couple of days and then, you know, go somewhere else. Like, I don't, I don't mind doing that. For people that I just met that day that I come from Boston. Right. And I only do it for them because, you know, I know what the scene is like, so I try to help them as much as I can. Now, the comics that moved to New York from Boston, when I reach out to them to help for help, None of them helped me, so I wanted to do. I wanted to do it differently. I didn't want to be that guy that when somebody reaches out or asks me a question, I'm like, I don't know, figure it out on your own. I want to be as helpful as I can for these people. Yeah. Also, I think it might depend on who is reaching out because if, like, you know, I heard if if somebody who I know is talking shit about me decides to, hey, I'm coming to Nashville. Does anybody? Well, like, those people won't reach out. Oh, they definitely won't. They won't. Don't worry I, about I that. don't expect them to. Like I don't expect anybody that are like. If they even with. have the nerve to. Yeah. I mean, this buys them. My, my, I'll let go, but I won't forget. So it'll just crickets. Yeah. Like I will never expect certain fucking Prince Cock to reach out to me and be like, <laughs> "Hey, I will. I'm coming to New York. Can you help me out?" I'll be like, "I don't know you." Yeah. Or I wouldn't even reply. Actually, I'll just be like, "Delete." Yep. Block. Like, sorry. <laughs> yep. So, oh, suddenly you need me? Yeah. Because we were talking about this earlier. Like, a lot, like, you know, in terms of, like, uh, comedy gatekeepers, I mean, at the end of the day, sure, they might run a popular show or a room, but you don't necessarily need them. Need is the key word because you don't really have to depend on them for anything. You outgrow those shows. You can outgrow them. I mean, you can start your own shit and find out that's one of the hottest shows in town. Yeah, no, you definitely outgrow them. Uh, for example, the studio. Everybody, when you first start doing comedy in Boston, you want to get the studio. Like, oh my God, is the place to be. So, so you very nervously approach Rick Jenkins and be like, "Hey, uh, uh, I'm a I'm a new comic, and uh, uh, can I?" 
can I be on your show 10 months from now on like a fucking open Wednesday? And then he's like, oh, of course. And he opens his book and you're like, oh, he's opening the book. Oh my God, I'm getting my date at the studio. Fast forward now. I'm like, yeah, fuck that place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need it. I never needed it. Yeah. I'm good. I right. don't know why I was such a fucking little bitch about hey, it. Hey, you know, well, we did. We didn't know. But we didn't know. Yeah, but you I have mean, to do all those we, places because, like, and we we would see all those places like they were exactly the same. Because yeah. you know, go, when we first started out, we had the starry look in our eyes, like, oh, I'm gonna live my comedy dreams, yeah, and you know, I'm gonna be, go up there and be hilarious and. You know, one day I'm gonna get a Netflix special yeah. and then offers from Hollywood and yeah. blah. You know, just a healthy level of delusion. Yeah. Then when you're in it long enough, you realize I'll just take this brewery show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when I say fuck the studio, like I don't mean to tell that story just so I can say fuck them, but I, I just want to tell that story to to like as an example of saying like you outgrow those shows and then you realize you don't need them anymore. And then once you realize that and you realize there's something better out there. You go and get it. Right. You don't just like stick around and until they make you, you know, the uh, resident of the month or whatever. Yeah, that was the thing. I mean. I wanted that so bad, dude. Oh, I dude, I wanted it too. Then when I saw who was being handed out to you, I'm like, what? Yeah. And I was like, uh -huh. again? Again? But there's like so many of us. I've been doing comedy for five. And again, you fall into that fucking. Yeah. Then you real yeah, that like jealousy. That, that and, jealousy yeah. or that sense of entitlement that goes easy. on our brains it's because it's frequent with almost every comedian mm -hmm. because you think, How the fuck did they get that you know, that level of praise when they've yeah. only been doing it for like two months? Yeah. And then you realize, Oh, it doesn't actually matter. Nothing matters. Yeah, it's kinda like the Oscars. You know, mm -hmm. like how you know how like nobody cares anymore? Nobody cares. Because, you know, before it was like, oh, it's the Oscars. Then when you realize it's just a bunch of rich idiots voting for each stroking other. Stroking their egos. Just stroking their egos. It's, it's not for us. It's mm -hmm. more for them. They're just televising it to think it's for us regular for us, people. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. Like accolades, hell, I can buy a trophy. Yeah. Yeah, I can buy it saying, I mean, hell, it's all built. It can all be built online. I can buy my own little award. Have engraved like best comedian of 2022. Mm -hmm. Have that post on Facebook and people are like, how the fuck did he get that? <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know, but yeah, but that that's just how easy it is. Yeah, it is very. That's easy. yeah. I, I was talking about this with a uh, CJ about um, how we constantly seek praise, and yet the second we get it, it's like, how could you? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you ever feel like? Like apprehensive whenever somebody gives you a compliment. Yeah, most comics do. If you ever want to make a comedian uncomfortable, just be like, "Hey, man, you're great." Because remember that kid yesterday? Yeah, Chance. Chance. Yeah, Chance who crushed it at the Blue Room. Yeah, yesterday. I was just like, "Dude, that was fucking great." He was like, "I, I thanks, yeah, thanks, man, yeah, oh yeah, no, it means a lot to me." And then I was like, "I mean, yeah, you were looking at your notes and you were kind of like, you know, acting like a fucking, you know, amateur, but hey, you did great." And he laughed at it, of yeah. course, because he gets it. I was just, you know, I was giving him a compliment, but so he wouldn't feel uncomfortable. I throw in a little jab so he can be like, ah, yeah. all right. Yeah, thanks, so man. you got to bust his balls to bring him back down to reality. And he, he got in the, because otherwise, if I use a straight up compliment, he would have been like, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, no, thanks. Yeah. You know, but instead he was like, ah. 
Nice. Yeah. Plus, coming from we where we come from, if somebody pays you a compliment, you think, oh, what do they want? Like they're yeah. kissing your ass for something. It, not even kissing your ass. It's just like. It's like no, I, I know I didn't do good because that was like the thing too. Yeah, where you go out there and you bomb, and they're hey, good job. It's like you don't fuck. You didn't no. watch me. What are you talking about? Get no. the fuck out of my face, dude. Like if my if I was on the bench, my personal if I totally fucked it up, my form was all fucked off, and my trainer said, "Hey, good job." I'm like, no, yeah, no, it wasn't. You are not helping. Yeah, you know yeah. when you did good, and you know when you didn't good. Yeah, like I, when I know you, you know good. when you do good, you know when you don't do good, mm-hmm. and. If somebody says, hey, here's a tip, you want to take that into consideration because they might have seen or heard something that you didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I mean, you think you're doing it one way, but then somebody notices, hey, I notice when you say this, you do this. Maybe when you say this, try doing this instead. And you're like, oh, that actually makes a lot more sense. You know what? Whenever somebody like that did something, like whenever somebody would say something like that to me, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I never thought about it this way. Hey, I got a tip for you. Whenever somebody get off stage, don't talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just me being like, oh, I don't know how to say thank you for your tip. But also, fuck off. I don't want your tip. Yeah. that. Yeah. Another thing when it comes to giving people tips is you got to take the source into consideration. Yeah. Yeah, because if like you know, if somebody gives me a tip and they're like, you no, know, or fucking, a tag, or a tag, and they're fucking dog shit. This is what uh, I hate, Tony. Hmm. This is what I hate. Are you ready? Let's hear it. And this is what every, every other comedian should be looking into. When somebody says, "Hey, this is the joke I have," don't immediately go and tag it. Okay, listen to the joke and then go. I never heard that before. Or be like, hey, somebody does something like that. Because that is more helpful than people tagging a joke that you're coming up with. I, I, I've been working a joke about guys telling you they got molested when you cement a friendship with them. As soon as I said that, I, I asked, have you heard anything like it? And they're like, no, I don't think so. But this is what you can do with that. And I'm like, I'm not, I don't want... I don't want you to tell me what I can do with it. I know what to do with it. I will figure it out. Yeah. And if I if I want a tag, I will ask you for a tag. But have you heard about it before? Or have you heard anything like it? And then they're like, well, no. I'm like, that's all I need. Yeah. If, Thank you. If, they, if they've heard like a, somebody say a similar bit, you want to make sure there's no overlap. Yeah. Because, like, you know, we were talking, like, I'm doing this new bit about air fryers. Yes. And I found out uh, Trevor Wallace, who's, uh, like, who uh, I think he's out of Cali. So he has a little skit online. I saw it about people who use air fryers. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure nothing I say crosses over to something he says. Yeah. Because if it does, then, you know, that looks bad on my part. I don't want any of that. Yeah. Now, if you're workshopping. If I'm workshopping, that's one thing. It's one thing. Like, we sit down on your porch and we talked about jokes and you told me some tags. I gave you some tags. And, mm-hmm. every, like, that's fine. But that 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 really makes me mad when, like, because I, I asked several comedians about that joke. And they were they immediately, they were so quick to be like, this is what you can do with it. This is a tag for it. This is a punchline. This is, this, and I'm like, it's, it's my joke. Did you hear about it? Have you heard anything like it? Yeah. No? Okay, that's all. Yeah, I'm, that's it. Yeah, we're always, I mean, 
I can I can only speak for myself when I say I'm always open to constructive criticism because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna stand up there and act like my stuff is a shit all the time. Yeah, you know, especially when it's just like brand new. Oh yeah. So I'm like, how how dare you question my art? Yeah. No. Well, you heard the joke. Yeah. Now you heard the joke. Yeah. I've been working on the joke for for like probably for like three or four months, but it was just a thought, and I've been like working on it, and eventually it will fucking evolve into something better. But I did, and, and guess what? I didn't take any of the tags that somebody gave me because I again I didn't ask them for that. Yeah, that'd be like getting fitness advice from like you know one of those sister wives from me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, 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 no. You don't want to eat six meals a day. What you want to do is get a number twelve from the Chinese restaurant in your time. It doesn't matter what it is. Just get a number twelve and get two egg rolls. Don't get one. Yeah. And what is that? How am I gonna lose weight? Uh, you won't, but you'll be satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like okay, no, well, you don't have to lose weight. You just have to look in the mirror and tell yourself that you're beautiful and you're fine the way you are. Perfect. Yeah. That's exactly what it If is. anybody else disagrees, then they're a fat phobic piece of shit. Yeah. Even even your doctor. <laughs> even your doctor. <laughs> what does he know? What or she know? know? Yeah, that's right. You gotta. Yeah. What do they know? Or that. Yeah. You gotta be specific. Of course. Well, not specific. You gotta include everybody. Yeah, that you do. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, you got to, you know just consider like the source because I'd rather have yeah. like you know what like a, a black belt in comedy look at my set and say hey here's what worked here's mm-hmm. what was good here's what wasn't here's what you need to work on here's what you need to throw out I yeah. would love it if somebody did that for me yeah when I first started when you first started yeah I mean I was very lucky I had the pleasure of hanging out with the likes of you ej ej edmonds alan fitzgerald uh tilson monroe monroe uh i will both monroe and monroe uh eric and alan and like all like our little click you know Mm because 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 in them and in that little click you will criticize each other's bits like everybody made fun of Alan Moreau because he doesn't have material, <laughs> but he's an excellent host. Yeah, he's a great host. He's great crowd work too. He's amazing. I mean, crowd I haven't seen I haven't seen him in a few years, but when I last saw him, oh yeah, he that that's where he shines. But that's before, where I've seen him shine. He didn't have jokes. He just was just going with whatever. And I remember I, I think uh, Tilson called him Riffy, Riffy Raff or something like that. Because that's all he did. And we, you know, make fun of him for that. And, and you know, in a way, it kind of helps you build your fucking Hey, you know what? At least, some, at least somebody said something. Because yeah. imagine if if nobody said anything. Yeah. If nobody said, hey, you're riffing. Or saying, hey, you don't have any... Or something. Then yeah. you just, you know, you're just going to peak prematurely. Yeah. So, well, again, so I was, you know, I was hanging out with all of you guys. And... And I know EJ and Alan made fun of a lot of like my closer, which is the the booing joke, and they I got I got called hacked and everything. And, and but I, you know, I, it was good to have those things because then you kind of like cut out the fat out of the joke, and so it doesn't yeah. sound as hacky. And then you do it until they don't make fun of you for it anymore. Yeah, so and it speeds up the process of writing a joke. Yeah, I mean, like, just one little change can make such a huge difference because if they didn't say anything, then you probably find yourself saying the same thing over and over at mics yeah. and shows and not making any progress. Yeah. 
I took pride in that too. Every time I tell a joke, it's different every time. Mm-hmm. I have the same baseline of everything. I know I have the foundation. I just I read the room and I kind of bounce off like their energy, and that's how I, you know, yeah, you got that's read- how the joke comes out. I yeah, guess. you gotta uh, read the room too. Yeah, that's just me. Mm. And I don't. <laughs> I, I'm sorry if I'm sounding too um, angry or anything on this. Uh, you you are f- you are fuming right okay. now. You Oof. are you are. Steaming, I feel like I am. You like are steaming the place. everything out. See, but this is I'm going I'm going <laughs> therapy right now for that. Well, that's do- good. Yeah, my therapist is like, so what do you want to talk about? Is there anything in your childhood? I'm like, fuck my life, literally, fuck it. All right, let's talk about stand up comedy. This is who I hate, and this is why I hate them. <laughs> We've been working through every person, and we're still going. And but it, again, he's helping me make peace with everything. That's good. So, yeah, shout out to my therapist. That's good. Yeah, that yeah, that's another thing. Therapy is therapy. Comedy isn't there. I hate when people say that comedy is my therapy. No, it ain't. It's not. No, at can, all. Or like going to the gym is therapy. No, it ain't. It's mm-hmm. therapy. It can be therapeutic, but it's not. It therapy. can feel good, but it's not therapy. It ain't therapy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And so. it's not gonna put your life back together no yeah the, the weights aren't gonna cry with you on the couch nobody <laughs> nobody's gonna cry with you when you're on stage nope. talking about your pain nope nope nobody's going to sympathize because everybody's got their own thing so yeah <sighs> yeah save it for your therapy very much so and go to therapy that too i think everybody should go to therapy i, did. I well that's that's the joke i have about like you know like I do white things now, so I'm going to therapy, and you know they usually get to laugh. And then I say, you know, because back I, I grew up in Mexico City, and I also came up in the South Shore of uh, of Massachusetts. So whenever you mentioned going to therapy, we just thought it was gay. Yeah, like it's not politically correct. <laughs> oh, what's matter? You don't have your emotions in check, you yeah. pussy. It's like, but yeah, like just punch a fucking wall. You know, put a hole in the fucking drywall and then move on with your life, you know? Yeah. But that's that was therapy. And that's what we grew up fucking thinking like. It's true. So now as an adult, it's very hard for me to like understand that, oh, yeah, I need to talk to somebody so I don't fucking punch holes in the drywall. Exactly. And and when you realize, oh, yeah, this is nice. It's it's a good feeling, you know? And yeah. Is, and, and that's... And that's I say that on stage. I think I said it at your show. I was like, I grew up thinking that. That's just, that's just hey, what I did. You yeah, know, it's I mean, not that's, my fault. That's just how I grew how, up. That's just, that was just a general attitude towards in yeah. Boston. Like, if you went to therapy, you never told anybody. No. Whereas, ever, whereas now, pretty much everybody says, oh, I'm in therapy. <gasps> oh, what are you going for? Oh, parental issues? Oh, I'm going for narcissism and depression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's suddenly bragging rights. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's not in therapy. What a puss. <laughs> Too scared to tap into your emotions, pussy. Yeah, <sighs> you fuck, what are you, a man's man? Or, you or, fucking idiot. Oh, it's me trying to be toxic? Yeah. Dude, oh, <laughs> God, no, I, I strongly recommend people go oh. find a therapist and please uh, uh, get talk to him. Talk to him. Yeah. Yeah, I did it for a little bit while I was down here and definitely helped me out. Yeah. 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 I went down there and just let everything out. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I didn't cry, but I definitely got like. Yeah, because you're a man. Well, I got choked up, you know, that soreness, <laughs> that tightness in your throat where you dwell on a sensitive topic, but you can't like let it out your eyes. I mean, mm-hmm. if I want, maybe I could have if I wanted to. But Dude, I cried yesterday to Infinity War. 
You're not on my couch, did yeah, you? Yeah, I cry on your couch. I gotta throw out that couch. You gotta throw. <laughs> yeah, I cried. <laughs> Never I, mind uh, all the cat hair. Miguel <laughs> tears; those have got to go. Yeah, just change one of the pillows. That's all. <laughs> but yeah, I, I cried to Infinity Wars. When uh, the Marvel movie. <laughs> hey, it was it was intense and climactic, and it definitely played in your heartstrings because Tony Stark he kicked off the whole franchise. Yeah. Yeah, RDJ Robert Downey Jr. He he is Iron Man, mm-hmm. and he just he was that spark that let the whole thing. And now look at the franchise. Now it's fucking everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Some of my favorite fucking movies. Would you ever want to be in one of those? Because oh, yeah. we're both doing the acting thing now too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I tagged Marvel and everything because I did a, a short film where I was. Uh, uh, superhero sidekick. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I was like, "Hey, Marvel, what's up? You guys want to hire me?" But of course, they're not gonna reply. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I would love to just be like, uh, uh, even have like a short role would be incredible. The amount of exposure you get. Oh, it's like it's ridiculous. I mean, you're. I mean, all, all the main actors like uh, Chris Hemsworth. Scarlett Johansson, all them, they're set for, they don't have to work another day in their lives if they no, don't want to. They're, they're set done. for life. They're done. They're, yeah. They're, yeah. They're good. I mean, you know, what's interesting is that the, uh, Chris Helmsworth, who plays Thor, he can actually act. Mm-hmm. He's actually good. I mean, he's not, he's not some just like, you know, some muscle-bound meathead who is, you know, funny on screen. He's actually pretty, I think it was on that movie Spiderhead. I don't know if you mm-hmm. ever heard of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's legitimately acting in that. He's actually playing like some sociopath uh, scientist who can manipulate people's emotions through like, you know, synthetic chemicals. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, th- I, th- I think he took that just for the sake of saying, he, yeah, hey, look what I can do besides play Thor. Look what I can do. Yeah, look what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, I think he's, wasn't he playing like Hulk Hogan too? Is or he? that movie gets crap? He was supposed to play Hulk Hogan. Was he? I didn't yeah. know they were making a Hulk yeah, Hogan. Yeah, yeah, they were like two, three years ago. He could, he could play it. Yeah, he's a tall dude. I think they even took pictures and like the movies. Like, it could be released maybe like within the next year or two. Hmm, maybe. But that'd be interesting to see a Hulk Hogan movie. Yeah, just all the way leading up to that trial. Yeah. Oh, oh, trial. that, oh, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'd be open to it. I don't know who out there would have me play, though. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Well, who, do you, who do you think you... What What do you think you can contribute to the uh, MCU? MCU. Uh, pretty much everything Thor does. Although I think he is a better actor than me. I like, can just take off my shirt and look funny. <laughs> I can, look what I can do. Yeah. That's, is... what, that's all I bring to the table. If you could have one of their superpowers, which one do you think would be the one? Uh, I already know mine. I've been thinking about this a lot. And uh, and I already said rules for it and everything. All right. Let me think. I would probably toss up between uh, Beast from Mm X-Men. Like he has like his beast form. Mm -hmm. Or um, Nightcrawler. We can just teleport everywhere. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. See, for me, it would be Doctor Strange. Oh, well, he can do pretty much everything. 
and and the only thing that I would want really is the uh where he where he like does the the circle right like yeah the, the ring of fire if you will yeah because we're in nashville and johnny cash mm-hmm. so the ring of fire right or the ring of sparkles whatever and he just walks through and he's like hey i i'm here yeah so in china <laughs> yep i just went from being on fucking uh sullivan street in manhattan to hey now i'm somewhere in china yeah, yeah, you, yeah you saved like 700 dollars just by doing just yeah. waving your fingers around yeah. but here's my rule hmm I can only go to places I've already been to. Okay. Yeah, you have so, you have to see it in your mind. You have to see it so you have to like imagine where you're going to be. Like for example, if I was at home right now, right? And I was like, "Hey, you know what? I miss Tony. I want to go drink beers with Tony." I would just like, you know, do my thing and then do the circle and shh, and then I would just walk into your living room because <laughs> I've already been here. So that's my rule. You have to be you have to uh have been at that location now would you call ahead or send me like i don't know like an incantation saying hey i'm coming no i'll be like just show up hey tony i'm in your living room oh yeah or like you show up and i'm just here Hmm. drinking so that that is my the one thing that i would like and i would also use it for good Wait, how, you're saying you would kick it off with evil? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? I <laughs> yeah. would, okay, you know so this I, what I, would I, I believe you when you say that. I would, I would start by working at a bank. So I work at a bank. I get access to the bank. I work as a cashier or whatever, and then, or a teller, and then I get access to the vault. And then I learn all the codes and everything. And then, you know, I memorize everything, the building and everything. And then one day, I walk in, take everything with a mask on, and then boom, I'm back at home. I would think you'd use it to like, you know, just insert yourself on lineups. Like you just show up and you just like do, you're in the green room. Then you see the lineup and you just like, you know, squiggle Miguel in between two people. Oh, and then, so you're, oh, you're assuming that I continue to be a comedian. No, no. <laughs> at this point, I'm either a fucking super villain going good or a... a you know, superhero going bad. So I would definitely use my powers to steal money, but I wouldn't keep the money. Not all of it, because I'm not greedy. I would definitely spread it around. Okay. So like some sort of like futuristic Robin Hood. So you wouldn't use that for comedy at all? No. I just, so if you, if you had the option to quit comedy to be a sorcerer, you'd do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, there you go, world. That's what it would take for me to quit comedy. <laughs> to become a fucking sorcerer. And a yeah, time stone keeper. Literally the most powerful being on the planet. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes. That's all it takes for mm-hmm. me to quit stand-up comedy forever. <laughs> well, if somebody can find uh, one of the Infinity Stones, I think... Yeah. Think, yeah. Or if I do continue to be com- a comedian, I can be like, here are my tour dates. I will be... In your city, literally, I can be in LA and New York. Yeah, you can do it the next you day. Can do, yeah, you can put, you can schedule yourself like three or four shows in four different cities all on the same day. All. Just different time zone. Mm-hmm. Like, boom, you're in Boston. Boom, you're here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Boom, you're in Colorado. Yeah. Boom, you're in California. Mm-hmm. You can do an eight to nine, 
and Boston, and then yeah, do an hour, and then go back to you know you can go to LA, and then by then it will be what six p.m. and then you do like a eight to nine in LA, and then you just continue to go backwards. Yeah, and you just keep doing like you do like you know fucking ten one hour spots in in one day. Mm. <laughs> so there you go. Or would you, you can also use the time stone to like say you're about to uh, deliver a punchline, doesn't land, rewind it 15 seconds and just do the exact same joke with a different punchline. Mm. So just keep yeah. doing just do like your own little groundhog day you can control until you get it right. So rather than just keep going to open mics all the time, just keep doing that. Oh, that hit. Yeah. Moving on. Oh, that didn't hit. Vroom. 15 seconds later. But I feel like that would break the universe. It pro- yeah. So you don't want to do would. too much. So that's why I think the ring would just be like my only thing. Okay. I don't want to fly. I don't want to do anything. I just want to like be there. And and that's it. Nice. Yeah. All right, Miguel. Well, thanks for coming on. This was awesome. Dude, this I wa- was dude I'm so glad you came down to visit. Dude, I'm so glad you had dude, me here. Yeah, I mean... I mean, might cry. I mean, after like, you know... Yeah, after after you left Boston, like what three years ago, four years ago? Yeah, three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah, I haven't seen you. I mean, we've interacted on like Facebook Live mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what, like you know, Messenger and all that. Yeah. But this is the first time I've seen you in person in yeah. that time. Yeah, and I got a man bun, like oh. you. Yep. And Feels hopefully good. I'll I'll follow your diet now. And I did the I already took your Instagram handle and I changed it, but. <laughs> But I'll I'll take your I'll take your diet. I'll Do take it. your diet. All right. So we'll, hopefully you won't get tired of egg whites and yeah. eggs and blueberries and hell no Ezekiel bread and love it. I love it. That's good. All right. Well, before we go, go ahead and plug your socials. Plug what is it, whatever it is you need to plug. Um. So you can follow me at Miguel Perez Comedy on Instagram. Uh, Miguel Perez Comedy uh, on Facebook and probably Miguel Perez Comedy on Twitter. I don't use Twitter. I only use Twitter to watch porn. That's it. You can do that on Twitter? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I know there are porn stars on porn on oh, Twitter, God, but... Yeah. It's, it's, it's basically... I mean, I know you can do more, but that's what I use it for. Huh. <laughs> it's just, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, follow me there, I guess, if you want to see what porn... I like. <laughs> All right. Uh, and uh, and listen to my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and every other streaming platform. It's called I Want My Podcast. I-W-M-P. So that's it. Fantastic. All right, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time.